0: B-Ball referees and referee rant present to you the foundations of officiating. This is in the same vein as our referee roundtable and our virtual camp, the Camp About a Camp. In it, we go through some of the attributes of what it takes to be a good referee to elevate to the highest levels possible. Our fifth installment, networking, something that I find Bernard Bowen Sr. is a master at with over 40 years in the officiating game. Be sure to check out at least two drops a week and expect something special up our sleeves. And now, the tales from the third team. Welcome to an outdoor edition of Foundations of Officiating. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with my co-host and also special guest, bernard bowen senior of b-ball referees what's good mr b hey how you doing i'm doing excellent man i i know that you're you're outdoors i'm outdoors so this is special because you can hear the, the birds chirping in the background i can hear a little bit of wind so this is special to me we just wrapped up before we get into our subject matter which will be networking um i think that's appropriate for the things that we just did Um, This past Thursday, we just had our virtual camp, which is a culmination of our three different camps of of Referee Roundtable. This one was called A Camp About a Camp. Um, Just talk about your experience uh, hosting it and what did you get out of it personally?
1: I personally got a lot of joy out of it. Uh, It's a great experience, great, great uh, participation. Uh, just made me overwhelmingly happy to be involved, to share my experience of my basketball career, being an observer at referee camps, uh, running my own camps, and then having a ton, not just a little bit, a ton of wealth of information by some folks that are at the highest level that we can think about in officiating basketball. Mm. So the camp was awesome. Uh, we had a, a great group of uh, folks online, newer officials. We had some older officials. Uh, so the participation has been great. And I'm just looking for our, our next one that we're going to be doing this Thursday. Uh, we changed it up a little bit. And it's going to be going and speaking on. Observers mm. and it's going to be about observers and clinicians at camp, mm. so we can we can understand what observers, what their jobs are, what they're expecting, and since we learned what we need to do from a referee standpoint when we go to attend the camp, understand what the observers are there to do, and and between observers and clinicians. Uh, the difference in what their jobs and their roles might be for us to be able to understand why we're at camp, why we're listening to feedback, and how we're going to get better. And then our final one that we're going to do before we come into another venture, uh, we're going to be doing one called Network. What do you do when you leave a camp? So those are the next two coming up on About Our Camp, Experience Camp About a Camp, So I'm looking forward to it. So thank you for asking me about that.
0: So it's it's definitely appropriate for me to ask you that. And it's such a good segue because that camp was a culmination of your 40 years of service in the officiating community. And in terms of the network that you built up, because, I mean, honestly, we had a lot of heavy hitters and we don't have to mention any names, but I will say I wasn't. At the least bit surprised that you got all of those people because of your networking skills. And the reason why I, what led me to you was my networking skills. I, th- I can think of a time when I had episode 33, Derek Madry, who led me to you. And it's always having an open, I guess, an open ended uh, invite to see whatever happens, because everything not isn't necessarily transactional. Everything is oftentimes relationship based. And that's basically the foundation, one of the biggest foundations of networking. So the first thing I wanted to ask you is, what is your definition of networking in relationship to in relation to uh, officiating?
1: Well, I, I look at networking as a line of communication. And when I say it from a standpoint of your communication skills and communication, not only when you're speaking, communication is about listening. And when you take that listening piece of it, you hear what's going on. And when you hear what's going on, then you try to fit yourself in what's going on and see whether or not that's some of a model or entryway for you to be introduced, for you to be a segue in, what can you bring to the table? And all of those things become a network base. Mm. So learning how to dialogue, learning how to be receptive to dialogue, learning how to, to to take that feedback, take that heavy feedback, take that criticism feedback, but just taking yourself to a point where whatever you choose to do, it's all about how to get better, how to learn, how to share, and you do it from a referee standpoint, and in the referee game, it's all about networking, learning where tournaments are, learning your role in it, be acceptable, to your role and then at the end of the day it all becomes about how do you share your information to others as you receive information from others and then you bring everybody together and you do it in harmony of the game of basketball with the profession that whatever you learn you want to share mm-hmm. and whatever you share with someone else you want that person to take what you shared with them to grow so all you just did was just build a network you know, when you and I met, uh, we spoke and I told and, and like I told you, you crawl, walk, jog and run. And and as you do those things, you'll see your network base just develop and get bigger and get polished. You're very receptive to feedback, you're very receptive to understanding what we're trying to do in the referee community. You embraced it, you jumped on my back. And I I said to you, I'm going to take you for a ride. Mm. Let me introduce you to all this network Mm. that's out here because I like what you're doing. And because of what you're doing, you're going to network with a ton of other folks. And we got to take our time to doing it. We don't need to rush to do it because we're going to be here for a long period of time. Mm. Your networking ability is feeding tons of people around the world. It's not just the referee that refereed a game in Manhattan, in New York City. It's your refereeing that you did somewhere in the Bronx at Orchard Beach. You know, it's not a game that you did in Brooklyn. It's about feeding folks around the referee community around the world with the Internet and understanding that this is about how do you share with one another in the referee community and beyond the referee community. Because as you know myself, as a banker, uh, I turned and took my financial stuff and I took it to another level to where there's a number of officials that I actually have gone to and shared with them how to do their financial portfolio. So I network with my financial piece of me to learning and teaching others how to do that. It could be your career in police office. You could be in a career as a school teacher. But all of that becomes a network because you don't know your fellow official may be a school teacher as well. Then you may share information about your classroom. You'll share information about, you know, how you got into teaching. All of that is networking and building camaraderie within that basketball community to networking.
0: So we use basketball and officiating as a conduit to networking. But I also think that oftentimes people use networking as... Kind of a, a negative connotation with it, meaning sometimes people think it's uh, not not what you know, it's, it's more so who you know. So I, I think from what you were speaking at, what I can gather, and something that I subscribe to myself, is that networking can be a positive thing if you make it a positive thing. And it's not so much who you know, it's also the relationship that you build up, and it doesn't necessarily always have to be transactional. And you think about me and you, if we just break it down on a transactional level, You have a deep network, but I'm also providing a service. I have value within myself. So just having said that, how can we distinguish between disingenuous networking and positive positive networking within the officiating community?
1: Networking networking between folks with the same vision is positive feedback, positive, positive reinforcement, positive of what we are here to do is to share information there is times where it's who you know absolutely but who you know does not always take you as far as you put your potential might be because who you know may be able to give you something in your backyard but you may not be able to cross the street because you only stay on your backyard you understand so that networking ability especially like we just finished the campsite you know uh In this referee community, you can be from Long Island and you're repping a game with a guy from Westchester. So what you're doing is, it's not who you know now, it's how did that person help you get more games in Westchester as you may help him get some games in Long Island. You understand? Who you know is an asset, absolutely. There's nothing against that. But when you're talking about networking and sharing information in a positive mindset, it's all about growth. You understand? And when other folks are in that growth mentality, all it does is take you to a a higher level. And what we're looking to do is always be at the highest level we can in the referee community. Mm -hmm. But in life, you want to be the same. And as more as you have, is something you can always bring to someone. If you got something negative to say, maybe you shouldn't say it. Mm -hmm. You understand? If you got something that you can't express in a positive-minded way, it may not be what the person wants to hear. But because you share it in a positive mindset, that means that that person will absorb it in a positive mindset. And that may be the network that you may need to hear from someone who's bringing it to you for you to get to where you want to go. Mm. So always think of it in that sense of how do we network in this world around the communication of that character that we all live for. That is the referee basketball. That's a part of it. And it may be a big part of it to some of us. Mm. But it's not the only part. And so networking comes from, I, I remember, and I'll give you a scenario. I relocated to Atlanta. Uh, I was an officer in a bank in New York, and I went to interview for a job in the in, in in South. And I ran into not finding something. And I ran into a gentleman who was on the elevator with me. And he said, hey, how you doing? I said, how you doing? And this gentleman said to me, didn't know this man, but it's something that my aura must have gave off to him. So and I was receptive to his good morning, how are you? And he said to me, he said, Hey, how you doing? He said, What you looking for a job? So whatever he saw, I had a suit on. He has seen I had a portfolio in my hand where the resume was. So if he perceived that, he perceived it to say, Where are you from? And I said, From New York. And he said to me, Well, I must give you some information. We got off on the same floor before I went in to meet with someone. He said, I'm going to give you some information. You're from New York. You sound like this and you sound like a New Yorker. You're in the South. I'm going to share something with you because if this job don't come through for you, go down to the state office building. You're a banker. On the evenings of Thursday evenings and Friday evenings, there's a lot of folks from different states that migrate to that place. And you can go by there and get something to eat. And when you hear the tone in somebody's voice, you'll know what state they may come from. They may say it. And that may be a network for you to meet other folks to help you grow. And do you know that I did that? And I got a job working in Atlanta two weeks later. Wow. Because that man gave me a network of how to do it. He said, because sometimes you're gonna run into more obstacles cold calling for a job by yourself but when you go to a place and people see you in the way you're perceived and that's why i emphasize so much about your professionalism your parents your speak how do you speak to someone how do you control your 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 tone that tells a person if they want to speak to you at all Mm. so within that network of that gentleman seeing me and my receptiveness to him he found something in me to give me a lead into a network that he probably found, and he wanted to share it. Mm-hmm. So he shared it with me, and it was successful, and I thanked him. Never saw the man again in my life, but I can tell you this story, and this was over 20, 30 years ago.
0: Wow, that's, that's crazy that I okay. remember that story. And, um, I'm sure that there's been other instances, and I always feel like sometimes when we're open and receptive to those type of things... Those things kind of fall into place. But I did want to isolate something that you mentioned two questions ago. And it was more about the patience of your networking. So I'll give you an example. I think about when I talked to you and I remember all of the people that you told me that you were connected to. Just because you are uh, tied in with the higher levels in the professional ranks, that doesn't mean that I'm al- al- almost going to have the token to get into that. And I remember you used that word token to get into it because I have to have value why is patience such an important thing when it's associated and connected with networking uh,
1: well I can say to you this way as you are seeking that higher introduction or that higher involvement those higher involvements of folks want to be heard they want to be seen but they want to be heard and seen through value And when you are a person who is sometime, you know, beginning something, starting out a different venture, starting out a different, when you started the podcast, you know, you're up to 200 plus, you understand? So at this juncture, when you're trying to get your foot and get your feet wet to doing the things that you want to do, sometimes folks don't want to be the first one. They want to see how it gravitates to the community, before they allow themselves to be introduced to it. They want, they have a story to share. They have a story to share with you, and they have a short story that they want others to hear and to be told to. And they want to be able to do that. But sometimes, what you want to do is you can always sit back, and the way that you conduct yourself, that person becomes more gravitated to you, because they know that you are a person in the same frame of mind that they are Mm. you understand because you were patient as they were patient and as i always say to you i said ralph because of your abilities to do the things that you do you don't have to rush it's going to come to you the things that you're doing are dynamic you know the things i've been doing i know that they're dynamic but my head is not bigger than what the uh, the, the situation is. Mm. My head is not going to be ever bigger because I am only as good as the people that I help Mm. because I can help myself, but I want to help others. So in that communication line and that networking ability, all that means something to a person. Everybody has a story that they want to tell somebody. Everybody has something that they want to share with someone. But they need to understand the comfortability of being able to share it, being able to to network with that person. Being As you say, let's sit down and break bread, okay? That's a sign of networking. And now you sit down and we talk about, I live on this side of the street, you live on that side of the street. Or oh, what did you do before you started becoming a bossy official? Or oh, how did you get into bossy officiating? You understand? How did you go to certain camps? What camps did you go to? Why did you go there? And now you hear somebody sharing that information with you, that's a network. Now you build and if you believe in it, if you believe in that, then that means that you would follow through with those individuals and continue to go share that with others as you build your network. I take pride in being able to, to, to be a person that's that burst. You understand? And being diverse is to help others be who I am. So when they see me networking with tons of people at different levels and different aspects, be it basketball, be it sport, be it financial, be it anything, the reality of it is if it's mine, It's I know I earned it, and now it's my job to network it to make you as successful and happy in something that you may love to do, you may want to do, something that may interest you to get to the next level. If I can be an influence, that means I'm happy, and I believe in that, and I want you to do it, and when I give it to you, as you have gotten some from me, you basically have turned around and said, I'm going after this. You may do it in a different manner now communicating on it that doesn't it didn't never stop what you wanted to do Mm. all you did was as you would say is you polish your network Mm. you polish yourself so as you polish yourself you got better and bigger and you're going and you're cooking with gas as i would say Mm. and you're learning different avenues you're being you have creative art you know we talked about when i told you let's do a round table you was like, wow, you know, yeah, that sounds cool. Bang. We did a round table and it's like taking off. We see a lot of people doing, you know, camps or virtual camps. And every referee that's on that line is not engaged. I want to make sure that we're all engaged so your interest of listening takes you to the next level. So when I introduce a person, I'm building that network. So people will say, and I can say, I use an example just the other night we had a young lady on and we had two WNBA and one G League official on. Okay? And they were females. And those officials that were on, there were some younger officials that was on. One of the younger officials called me yesterday and said, Mr. B, thank you so much because I reached out and I got some great information and feedback and I'm going to follow up. All we did was take that network from a quote-unquote virtual camp to building that network and that young lady has now mentors that she can follow from the things and the steps that we're taking mm. to be everybody to be in this network mm.
0: yeah i i think even right now it's the most appropriate time because if you think about the camp that we just had and of course the previous three referee roundtables that we just administered um this is the perfect time to network because you really aren't going to get anything in return other than uh, making sure that we're all single-minded in the same goal. But I did want to go back to something that you spoke on. In terms of the networking, it's all deeply rooted on the type of people that we surround ourselves that are like-minded and positive and are trying to move forward. Now, I'm pretty certain all around the tri-state area, specifically in the New York City area, they all know Bernard Bowen Sr. as a, a signer that has many, many games. So sometimes they just isolate that of you not as a person that has feelings that has uh, value towards them. The only value that they see is that they know that you can get them games. Now, is it easy for you to identify somebody that's just on that type of level? And at the same time, what would you? What advice would you give them to rein them in so they can get to the positive sides <laughs> and attributes of networking?
1: I think that's a great question, and and I put it to you this way: I continue to be who I am. Those individuals who only think in that narrow minded self or, or self centered self, uh, will come, as you say, creams rises to the top. Those people who actually are into it for the reasons that we, the reasons why I do it and the reason why we do it is because we want to see people be successful. We want people to go take the games that we may have to give and they can, the way that they conduct themselves, the way that they show up on time, the way that they, 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 uh, they, they they come prepared the way they call you up and give you a post-game synopsis of what happened during that game. So they, within themselves, speak to who they are. Now, me as an assigner, I have games to get covered. So yeah, there's some times that I may use someone whose character may not be the way that I want it to the polish that I want them to be, but it may have potential that I have seen them and I will speak to them. And that could be because of time management, that could be because of appearance, that could be because of the way that they spoke to players. All of those negatives that I would consider negatives could be learning moments. So for me, I take that as my network ability is to teach them to be somewhat who I am. And if you're a product of who I am and receptive in the referee community, then you're going to be a better official. Now, if you continue to feel that you're isolated or individual on his own rampage, I may have to back away, you know, from that assigner. And if I get a phone call from that individual and say, well, I, I said, well, I can't give you games and environments that you're showing up late because the commission of that league may feel like you're not taking it as serious and it becomes just a dollar sign. So I don't want officials not to make money. I want officials to appreciate the money that they earn. So at the end of the day, my job as a assigner, commissioner, networker, is to try to bring people to the same frame of mind, to what I think of in the referee community, for them, for me to continue to grow as I teach them how to grow. And like you said, here's the individuals, what do I do? I turn around and I may have that conversation. I may have a second conversation. Now, at the end of the day, that third conversation may be, how do you do when officials want to just get games? If you take games the way they, as he would say, in this this business, referees that don't get games are always looking. And sometimes they don't hear. Sometimes they don't know why they're not getting games. And that becomes what? Communications. Mm. That becomes dialogue. So with all of that said, I can only say that you always, you never close the door on somebody who you see potential with. It's just a different approach to bring out the best in them. It within their own community of refereeing and a networking ability that you could try to foresee them to see, you understand? But at the other end, you're never gonna win everything. And I remember, I go back to another scenario. I remember taking over managing a a department in a bank and my boss said, you're not gonna satisfy everyone. And at the end of the day, I can't try to satisfy everyone, but I can put my best foot forward to try to show them what has made me successful around the referee community. Mm. And if that networking ability cannot be picked up by them, then maybe that's not a good situation for him or I, or her or I, you understand? Because it's all about us growing and being together and working as a unit that want to become better officials.
0: So I, th- there was a touching moment in the camp. I, I know that one of your um, protégés, Zach Zauber, uh, shared a moment with you. And they, he discussed, you know, some of the beginnings of your relationship with him. And he said something that I always thought was so appropriate was the professionalism that you bring in the officiating community. How important is that professionalism with respect to networking in officiating?
1: I take that very high. I appreciate it the compliment I know that is very important for me because I learned early on as you grow in this business, you're respected for the way that you conduct yourself, the way that you, you take games, the way that you you uh, are given an assignment and you follow through with it and you show appreciation. There's nothing wrong. You hear this word or you're kissing somebody's behind or, or you're sucking up to someone. No, to tell somebody thank you and you appreciate it, there's nothing about sucking up. All that is is about you showing appreciation. You acknowledge what somebody gave you. So for me, I call my, you know, uh, coordinators and, and I tell them thank you. And if I can sit back and try to run in a venue as the leader or or the point person for a referee AAU program or something to that effect, my first thing that comes to my mind is if I'm going to do that, I can't be late so I'm leading by example. Uh, I'm going to be clean shaved. I'm going to be soft spoken. I'm going to make sure that people get paid in a timely manner. You know, I'm going to make sure that people uh, understand that I appreciate them for participating, for them being there, even though they're getting paid for it. You have a sign that, that that'll tell you, I paid you for it. I don't want to hear your mouth. That's not right. That's my opinion. Whoever wants to do that, that's on them. But at the end of the day, because of my network ability to do the things that I do, I have to keep a certain image, first and foremost, in the referee community. What's important to a lot of referees? Getting paid. What's important to a lot of referees? Getting a lot of games. What's important to referees? Working certain tournaments. So if you conduct yourself in that manner, what's going to happen is you're going to always get games, You're going to always work where you want to work and you're going to always get paid. Mm. So all of that conducting yourself as a professional, you know, people gravitate to a person who wants to, to show them the way. And to me, it's important for me to show you the way to show somebody else the way to show somebody that's on the line the way. And for those individuals who jumped on the line to say hello and give their feedback that's because we built a relationship and understanding that I was there to help you or to try to show you or just to give you some comments to making you a better official and, and and say it in a positive way. You may have only worked for me two or three times, but at the end of them two or three times, it may have been something in there in one of those times that you appreciated that when I ask for your support I, I can get it. Mm. Because And I feel confident enough to ask you for your support because they know that I'm going to do it in the honest way of showing them the love and appreciation. It's also promoting them. You know, as we say in this referee community, there's tons of referees that want to share their knowledge, but they don't want to share it with somebody who don't appreciate their knowledge. I appreciate officials. I appreciate their networking ability, and I want others to hear but I want newer officials, officials who've been there for a little while, and even them that may be narrow in their communication and networkability. I want them to hear from those officials who've been given that opportunity to go to the next level, and as they share their information back and we give them the platform to do it on, all we ask them to do is just sit back and enjoy the ride and take advantage of the opportunities as opportunities are given. Mm.
0: So this is kind of a multi-parted faceted question that i have for you um i think about when i first started referee ramp i was just leaning on my network of friends to get me started once i got up to episode 10 i realized that i had something and then i felt more emboldened to ask somebody of stature to get it to the point where i finally met you on episode 36 uh but you know i see how networking is important and i also see how important patience is um in terms of an assigner When you think about your networking of referees, you obviously can lean into years of experience and wealth of knowledge of relationships that you have built over time with referees. But at the same time, some of the games that you're afforded, some people get to a different higher level and now they don't want to do those tournaments. So now you have to have a new crop of officials. So my first question to you is, um, in terms of your networking skills, how do you seek and find newer officials for you to take under your wing to, to, to uh, service games for b-ball referees and also what advice would you give to referees that are outside of our network maybe they would say hypothetically speaking South Dakota and they don't know where to start and how to build upon their networking skills in order for them to start getting games
1: well first and foremost the one thing I would say regardless of where you are find out there are people out there uh, that want to share information with you like I told you the other day, uh, I think you and I was talking. I told you I got an email, and the guy said he was a bas. was a baseball player wanted to become a basketball official, and he wanted to know what steps he needed to take. And the first thing I said to him, "Give me your phone number." And if you give me your phone number, I can I can find out who you are, where you are, and where your statue is regarding the basketball community. And what I did was, uh, I got on the phone with the gentleman. The guy who lived in Virginia. And as I do have a network in a lot of the states, especially on the East Coast, I said, "Well, if you want to become a basketball official, here's it." I, and I went into the book, I went into the IABO book, and I got the phone number and the email of the secretary in the region that he told me he lived in. And I told him, "This is the steps that you need to take, and you follow up with a phone call or an email, and then you find out." because there are certain reasons that they are doing the, the referee classes online and, and you're able to take your tests and stuff like that. And what I did was I shared all that information to him. So regardless of where you are, the referee family is available to you. So you network through somewhat of people calling up or looking on the websites, and you should take the lead and in introducing that person That person will always remember how somebody took time to give them an introduction, how that person gave them some time to show them how to network. And if we were able to do that, I feel that that young man, when he sent me the second email to say thank you, made me happy that I took the steps that I did to show him how to go ahead and get to the next level or introduce him, the introductional steps. To get him into something that he said he wants to do uh for me it, it, it's more about continuing to network and and, and and go to camps myself uh as an observer uh i was an observer for about 15 years up at hoop mountain uh, i know a lot of the assigners and from the you know different division twos and threes and and ones and 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 they know me and they know that I'm a person who's fair and open and honest and upfront about trying to help officials grow. And then I find out the referees at some of those camps that I was an observer at, and just to find out where geographically they live. And and, and then because I'm fortunate enough to be attached to different levels of basketball, from a youth basketball to a men's unlimited to a semi-pro league, you know, to, to different venues that I can work or, I mean, work or sign in. My venue is to teach individuals that here's where you should be. And if you're not there yet, here's how we can help you to get there. Or well, this is a venue that I need. Or, and, and using yourself as an example, uh, you asked me, said, I would love to work a pro city game. And I said, maybe not yet. I just said, you'll never work it. I said, I, uh, maybe not yet. Mm. I said because there's certain steps that you need to do. And as you went to the game, and, and I invited you down to the locker room to speak to some of the officials, you came back and said to me, "He said you're straight up." <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and, and 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 it's not like I know it all. No, but I'm not putting you in an environment for you to fail. But at the other at, at the other extent, I'm not putting myself in a position for me to fail. Yeah. You understand? Because that's my knowledge and my talent of teaching someone how to get to the next level. Mm. If I just get somebody to the next level and didn't value who they were, then to me, I'm being unfair. Mm. You understand? I'm being unfair to that person. And I have to be able to be honest, upfront, with that person while I'm still giving them work. Mm. You understand? And if I'm giving them work, and now as you get more exposure. You know, like you said, it, it, especially when you're a newer official and you want that big game. You want that. You're a newer official. You don't know all the circles. You're not somebody's godson. You know, you, you, you're not catering to somebody else. You're a new kid on the block. And in your case, you know, you, you got introduced, and you sort of fast-paced, argumentative, you know, craziness uncontrolled situations at times all that takes you is getting you prepared so now you get you get into a, a controlled environment and that particular referee uh, 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 informational game or something like that you can go to you can go to a, a, a tryout for a, a, a private school or a Catholic school or whatever it might be what happens is you're more prepared which I believe you were, and now you can decipher through because now you can officiate anything mm. because you've been baptized mm. and you went through some of that. And, and as you went through some of it, all of a sudden your schedule is popping, you know, and it wasn't popping because you had a game at Orchard at Beach or you had a game in Manhattan or you had a game in the Bronx. No, it's because you became a student to becoming a better official and those environments Helped you to become a better official. So, in the networking of all of that, you met tons of people, and all of those people saw you in a craft that you enjoyed as well. So, as you did that and they did that, it's all become what a win-win situation mm-hmm. for everybody to grow. One
0: thousand percent, one thousand percent. And you know, networking is such a, a, a strong thing that we lean on. I mean, it's to the point where I know that I'm very similar to you in the sense that I'm always fielding phone calls that people want and. That's what I always want a referee rant to be. Something that could be a, a one-stop shop for a newer official to get better information that they wouldn't have otherwise. So um, I always appreciate everything and anything that you do for me, but I did want to isolate another situation that uh, just came across my mind of can you think of a time when uh, the the art of networking uh, was was something that kind of backfired on somebody? Do you have an example? And also – Do you think, in your humble opinion, do you think that you cannot be proficient in networking and still be successful in the game of officiating?
1: I would find it very difficult to not know how to network. Not saying you will not be able to uh, grow in the officiating community, but it may take you a little longer. You understand? Because it's something that while you're there and seeking to grow, there's others that are growing, and, it, and and remember, there's a topic where they say always look for somebody who's better than you, mm. somebody that looks more, uh, 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 that has maybe have a little bit more experience than you. And if you have those scenarios, if you have those scenarios. All that's doing is allowing you to become a better official. All of those things that you go through and the things that you do, you are becoming a better official. So you 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 can network and, and never get anything, and some of that comes because your networking ability is not what another person may seek. Mm. You understand, or or the people that you're networking with may not be the people, may not be the people that you uh that you feel comfortable with. You understand? So when you're networking, you're not just networking. To be networking, you're networking with people that's on the same page as you. Mm. See, because as they use this terminology, right? Birds of a feather flock together, right? So now, now you got a network group that all they do is run around criticizing people. You understand? So all they do is they they, is a network of people who just sit around and talk about people. You don't want you don't want somebody to sit around and talk about you. You don't want to be sitting down talking about people. You want people to say, oh, I enjoyed this or I enjoyed that. And and I I really look forward to seeing something like this or something like that. In a positive mind, when you have networking of, and there are pockets of people who are just basically, they're into their own world. And their own world may be not what the majority of the world want. There are bad seeds of officials. There's bad seeds of pockets of officials. There are bad seeds of officials who do not believe in networking. All they believe in is the buddy system or what they believe is who you know. They don't, and if they can't get somebody who they know to give them an assignment, their ability to network may not even be enough for them to get a game besides who they know. So that's the difference of understanding where you are and where you are and where you want to go. Understanding what networking is all about and how do you grow using your network ability to get and achieve the goals that you want to have.
0: Mm. Now, can can you think of a, a, an exemplary uh, official that has... Networked from start to finish and got to the highest levels because of his professionalism and his deep understanding of networking.
1: I, I, I would go right off the bat and, and just talking about officials that have grown. Uh, I would I would go with a guy like a, a Zach Zaber, you know, uh, taking the opportunities to network with different people playing his role, doing the things that he did. He had the right demeanor, the right, you know, professionalism. He had the the right ethic. Uh, You know, the work ethic was there. He knew how to to break down different scenarios and different environments and officiate. And when he attended a referee camp or he attended, he can come back and he talked about his experience, but he applied his experience. See, a lot of us go to camps and we don't get an opportunity to apply it because their networking isn't giving them the vehicle to go ahead and network with it. But he's one that I would I would say right off the top. There's kids like Billy Brooks. I remember having him at a camp at Hoop Mountain and speaking to him and watching him get into a Division One level. A guy like Danny Basil, you know, uh, that you think about who has been through the, you know through the ropes. There's a guy by the name of Greg Agar Jones. There's a guy like named Kevin Sparrick. Yeah, you, you understand these are guys. These are guys who who went on. You got you know that that because of their networking ability, because of their love for the game, because of their putting in the time, all of that networking and ability. Besides them, their ability to officiate gave them an opportunity to get to the next level. And the whole objective is to get to the next level. How do you get to it? You get to it by what? You, you meet somebody, somebody heard about you, you went to a certain camp. Don't believe all the time. It's just because you refereed at a camp and you look good. Because even when you go to a camp and you look good, somebody is asking somebody about you. And that's a network. Somebody's asking, how did you do or do you know this person? If this person looked good, he's wor- did he work for you before? You know what other leagues he work in. Oh, okay, I'll use him now. So that all comes right back to what? That network.
0: Mm. You couldn't have put it any better. And I I think that I I don't really have anything else to say. And I still can't believe that we've done like five of these things. And it's still getting even better. This is crazy, man. I I feel like once we're done with this project, we're just going to roll this into another project, man. But I thank you as always. Is there any other final things you want to say with
1: the relation to networking? No, only thing I would say is thank you uh, for giving me another platform to share my knowledge and my experience and with the expectation of helping others and maybe giving people the a little bit more understanding of what networking takes, what it does, what it can do for you, how it can help you to achieve some of the goals that you may want to have or what you're going after. And be humble about it. Be thankful, be appreciative, because it all comes back for what you're looking to do. And that's to become a better official, be able to communicate with other people, and help you to get to the level that you want to do your basketball games at and officiate at. And that's, that's what I would say. Using that network is always going to make you reach the goal quicker than you just saying you want to do it all by yourself.
0: Mm. Appreciate you, Mr. B. For Foundations of, Always. Foundations of Officiating, for Bernard Bowen Sr., B-Ball referees, Ralph the Ref. This is Foundations of Officiating. We're out of here. Peace.